Hope Center. 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 Is love. We've been discussing honor. Honor, we understand, is to hold someone or regard something to the highest esteem. Honor means to place proper weight and value upon someone or something. Can I throw something at you that let me know if you would catch it in the room? Come on, man, I got Honor is different from respect. Respect is recognizing someone's difference. Respect is recognizing someone's difference. Honor is celebrating someone's difference. So, honor goes above respect because I can respect what you do, but not necessarily honor who you are. That, oh my God. <laughs> that is why there were people in the times of Jesus that respected what he did, but they did not honor who he was. That is why in Matthew chapter 13, he said, a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. Because at first they were amazed at the way that he taught and astonished in the miracles that took place. But when they became familiar and said, wait a minute, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this the son of Mary? And aren't his brothers and sisters with us? Then dishonor entered their heart and because there was no honor there was no faith and when there is no faith there is no manifestation of the miraculous of God because honor people of God is a key that is why I've been teaching this you can pray all your life for specific things oh let's keep it real oh you're not going to keep it real but let me speak let me testify <laughs> I've prayed about something and I, oh, I've prayed, I've fasted, I, Lord, please, and I've begged and I've pleaded and nothing happened. Oh, you're not going to keep it real with me. I've been, I've been there, I've been there, I've been there. But the moment that I grasped the principle of honor, biblically, and I began to practice it, the doors that were locked for years just opened. Oh, y'all not ready. <laughs> See, respecting God is saying, I believe in God. But you can respect God and what was done on the cross of Calvary for salvation. But honoring is saying, I want to receive you in my heart. That is why you can meet so many different people from all walks of life your co-workers your, and you tell them you believe in God yeah I, I love God I believe in God because respect is one thing the Bible says you can believe with your heart in fact the scripture says that even demons believe and they tremble so even demons know how to respect oh even demons know how to respect that's why when it when somebody is <laughs> oppressed and possessed when you carry the, the authority of Jesus and you say in the name of Jesus I commend you I'm not asking you I'm, they know 
the authority in Jesus. Why? Because they respect, but they cannot honor. Just preach, Pastor. <laughs> Let's go, Pastor Mondo. So honor is a totally different thing. You can respect your family, your marriage, your pastors, but do you honor? Because honor says, not only do I love what you do, but honor says, I love who you are. That if you never preached another message again, I still love you for who you are. That if you never gave me another prophetic word, if you never laid your hand on me again, if I never sat down with you again, just because of who God has made you to be, I honor you. Story, story. Let us know. My my journey. We're having, listen, I'm having a conversation with them. You're in it. This thing is gonna be. We're just. Someone say we're gonna flow. The journey of honor for me began from the moment that I gave my life to the Lord. And I'm not saying that to boast or for you to view me in in any kind of way. No, no. I'm gonna explain how this concept of honor became true to me. Truthfully, honor became a reality in my life out of desperation. Because I grew up fatherless. So when I gave my life to the Lord, I had no mentor, I had no father. And I said, you know, there are people that say, I just need Jesus, I just need the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's true. It's true that the Bible says that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead us to truth and righteousness. It's true that it is the Holy Spirit that convicts us. It's true that everything is done by and through the Lord Jesus, the finished work on Calvary and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. But if we only needed God, then what is the point of mentors, pastors, and leaders, and teachers? Think about this. Why would the Lord establish a church? with a five-fold function for there to be apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, and evangelists if there was no need for people to guide us. That's good, so perhaps the reason you're lacking in your life, the reason your marriage is struggling, the reason why you can't have a healthy relationship in Christ, the reason why your finances are struggling is because you've been saying, all I need is God, but you have had no father. No mentor, no guide to guide you, to hold you accountable, to speak truth with love to you, to correct you, to nurture you, to comfort you, but to push you. So for me, I didn't have an example of a marriage that I wanted. For me, I didn't have an example of a dynamic in a family that I knew that I wanted. For me, I did not see close an example of ministry. And I said, you know, I can easily model that because I, I saw it growing up. I did not see that. 
So when the Lord began to bring men of God around my life, and I saw the example in them that wasn't in my home, I said, I need that. So for me, it was desperation because I didn't have it at home. So I said, God, anything I can do because I love you and I want to honor you with my life and in my marriage in the future, with my children, with my ministry. So I want to be close to people who are doing it. Are you catching this? That's a key. And so uh, I, I knew how to hack in the spirit. I knew how to finesse some things in the realm of the spirit. I said, how can I get close to them? <laughs> I didn't go up to them and say, can you please be my mentor? Can you please guide me? I do want to be a tremendous man of God. I want to be a prophet. I want to be a pastor. I want to be an evangelist. Uh, uh, can you mentor me? Can you impart to me? Can you lay hands on me? Can you make me great? No. Someone say no. No. I went up. Uh, let me teach you how to, <laughs> I said, man of God, when are you traveling again? Can I, can I come? I don't need anything. I want to serve you. <laughs> That'll make them turn around. Hey. I said, anything you need. If you need me to drive you to the churches, I'll drive you. If you need me to carry your Bible, I'll do it. If you need me, I'll clean your shoes. I'll bring you food. I'll serve you your water. See, culture will look down on that. Culture will say, what? Don't you have any pride? Culture will say, man, you're devaluing yourself. Culture will say, in order for you to be great, you got to step on other people. You got to push over. You got to make yourself great. But Jesus said, Come on. when the disciples asked him, see, I, I knew the word. Because there were a couple of disciples that said, Jesus, how can we be great? How can we stay at your left and at your right? Jesus did not argue them for wanting to be great. Because can I tell you, ambition in the Lord is not a bad thing. Amen. It's how you accomplish it. That will determine whether you've done it in a way that pleases the Lord or displeases the Lord. And he said, oh, you want to be great? I love that. Let me tell you how to be great. The greatest among you will be the servant of them all. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. And I will spend hours with my fathers with my mentors you you know they didn't have to call me i will call them i will be at sometimes they would try to leave me and i and i start hey i'm here i'm leaving now i'm showing up to your house wait for me they didn't have to chase me down they didn't have to look for me i was showing up because I wanted to serve and I didn't know that as I was serving God was developing honor within oh, me so good pastor because can I tell you when honor became real can I tell you yes please talk about it. 
when then I started seeing the flaws in men of God because first you see the gifts in the men and women of God so you say oh, I'm gonna serve you because I want I want man I want to prophesy like you I want to preach like you man I want to have a fine wife like you how can I get that I want to be blessed like you but then when you get close you also see flaws up close and when dishonor is in your heart when the moment you see flaws you run away and you say that's not a man of God they don't deserve it how, how am I serving a man when he puts on his pants just like me how am I gonna serve this man when he's he's a man like me but for folks for some reason, God never allowed my heart to go to that place. That when I saw the flaws in my mentors and my fathers, instead of exposing them, I will cover them. And when I saw something that my father or my mentors were lacking, I will be right there beside them to cover them in that area. And God matured honor in my life through much humility because always oh, one thing when your when your mentor and your guide is loving on you and they tell you all the wonderful oh god is going to take you to the nations oh god oh my god is going to take you oh. but then when they say hey you messed up there go there go there go there when they will sit me down and say don't do that again and i will say yes and i'm still like this to this day you know my papa is probably going to watch this on the playback. And papa, I love you. My father, I love you. I thank God for you. I honor your life. Thank you for everything you have sown, taught me, imparted and deposited in my life. Thank you for your love, but also thank you for your correction. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for opening your heart. I just had to throw that out there because honor is celebrating someone's difference so I didn't know that I was growing in this thing called honor let me let me you know what let me there's so much I can say but I want to turn it to these men before I pass it on to them the Lord gave me an assignment in 2019 this is something I was not looking for I was okay with just serving in my role up until that point but the Lord spoke clearly to me through his servant his prophet my man of God and the Lord said to me and my wife we will make you that the Lord will make me a father to the fatherless and my wife a mother to the motherless so it wasn't something that I asked for. You hear people in our church, spiritual father, spiritual father. Y'all think I'm going around and I wanted it. Y'all call me spiritual father now. This is who I am. No. This is not something I asked for. This is something the Lord delegated upon my life. Because we are in a fatherless and motherless world. We are living in a time where there are so many Christian orphans spiritually. Though they have physical parents, but spiritually they are orphans. There are so many that want to love God, but they can't love God 
because they were rejected by their earthly parents there are so many people that struggle to love God as a father because they never had a father so how can I love God as a father when the only experience I have with a mother and a father was a rejection maybe they weren't present and they're with me growing up or maybe they were there physically but emotionally and spiritually I did not have anything so the Lord gave me the gift <laughs> you know I got to look at it as a gift because being a parent is not easy amen my parents because in the same way that you have to nurture care protect physically sleepless nights wipe and clean diapers and change diapers you got to do that spiritually so people think this title of being a spiritual father is for aggrandizement and to make you big no this is a call to servanthood so religious people will say don't call anybody father don't regard anybody as a spiritual father because all they know is the manipulation behind what people did by calling themselves a spiritual father but baby I want to let you know and I want to make this clear on the camera I'm not the one that I understand clear that assignment of being a father is a call to serve and give my life give my life for my children place their needs before mine you thought a spiritual father was so that you can get money and so that you can care, walk around with a title. This is not that. I'm sorry, I get a little, you know. I'm getting a little hot here, so let me, let me. So the Lord took me to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. Where the Bible says, for though you have countless guides or teachers in Christ, you do not have many fathers. And Paul was speaking to the Corinthian church and said, for I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. And he gave me the mandate of Malachi chapter 4 verse 6. He will turn the heart of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. Pastor Reese, kick this thing off. I don't know, I don't know where you're going to go. But just flow, man of God. I want to start with a little bit of honor. And I want to honor you the same way you honored your father. Amen. And I thank you. I love you. I honor you. And like I always said, I'll follow you to the deepest, darkest hole and back. So I want to start there. Amen. Likewise with me, honor began at a young age. But I want to make clear that there's a difference between knowing what honor is and understanding what honor is. And I've served many men of God. I've served in many churches and, and in different positions. And I was taught to honor people based on their authority, but not their anointing. And that took me down a rabbit hole that took many years to correct. It took me down to a place where I, I became hurt. Just like Pop just said, is about listening to the flaws of men. And instead of hiding them or, you know, covering them or being there for them, I began to get discouraged by that because I was honoring based on authority, but not anointing. This progressed through my Christian life for so many, so many years. And to keep it, how do they say, it? let's keep it a buck? Let's keep it real, let's keep it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a buck. 
keep it a stack. It wasn't until the later part of my life, and I want to bless somebody today. It wasn't until I began to understand that honor was not, is not about recognition. See, I was honoring because I sought out the recognition. And I realized that when you do that, it'll never reciprocate back to you. Because although someone can shout you out, we're good at celebrating here at Hope Center. We have that culture. It's God that honors directly when you show that honor. And so I was, in my mind, I was honoring for so many years. And I'm like, why am I still in the same place? Who's got that question in their life? I was honoring, why, am I, why don't I grow? Why don't I, why don't I feel anything? Why do, why do I just keep being the guy that holds the door, passes the vacuum? But see, we were talking about this last night. Sometimes you're blind to, the, to how to honor because you're so focused on being in a place in front of the lights with a microphone in your hand. Honor grows in the background. Honor matures in the background. Many years where no one knows my name. That was God maturing my honor. Now, I want to drive this point home. I thought I understood, I thought I understood honor, but I only understood a basic concept of it. And it wasn't until a man of God, our man of God. You got to celebrate when you say somebody like that. You got to celebrate a man of God. It wasn't until a man of God like the one we have begins to unlock the true meaning of honor for your life. And it all changed. Can I bring that day up? Or were you going to bring that day up? Let me bring that day up. We were at a prayer vigil, family. And we were, what is it, an eight-hour prayer vigil at your mother-in-law's house. All night we're just going and praying and praying. And I'm sitting in this white upholstered chair that she has. And it's got gold armrest, and it's bedazzled, I think. Pastor Fran's mom is amazing. And I remember feeling in my heart, and I remember feeling in my, thought, in my mind and in my spirit, I said, something has to change this season. I need to do something further in my spirit. Because after all these years, I feel like I'm nowhere. And I turned to my, my brother, and I said, do you trust me? You remember that? Just randomly, this wild thought just came onto me. He's just like... Yeah. And I said, will you follow me? And he said, yeah. And I said, come here. And we kneeled down in front of Pastor Sergio. And so many things broke. So many things broke. So much pain. So much abandonment. That spirit of an orphan. That spirit of lack of recognition. That got released on my knees before a man of God. From that point forward, my life changed. There is peace in my home. There is joy in my heart. And if you thought I went hard back then, you have no idea what's coming for my life. But it took this long and that's okay if it's taking long for you. But you, there's a place where this can change for you. And it's not in front of lights or cameras. It's not with a microphone in your hand. It's not with a position or a title. It's understanding that you have to pay your dues. I've wiped foreheads. I've carried bags. I've done this and that. And that was a maturing stage, but the breaking stage is on your knees.
And I know that I'm challenging somebody today because there's people that are watching that are saying, uh, that's just a man, how dare you? But they don't understand the significance of that act of surrendering under a mantle, under an anointing. But here's the thing, have you ever gotten anywhere in life making all the decisions on your own? What do you get from that? If you got the biggest tax problems in the world and you don't call Pastor Yadi, where are you going to end up? <laughs> and so that night, at least for me, and Pastor, I'll let Pastor Mondo speak on his behalf, things broke. I stopped being an orphan. I let go of that thought that he too would abandon me. You ever been there where you're just plowing and serving and growing and giving it your all and then right when you're about to take that next step you get pushed down again you get pushed away you get you know casted out well that happened to me so many times that i was afraid of saying the word father both in the natural and in the spiritual i would always call i would always call him pastor my brother and this and that and that was the last day i ever called you that i don't know if you've noticed that I don't have it in me to ever call you my brother, although he's my brother-in-law. So I juggle this unique dynamic that he's my brother-in-law, he's my pastor, he's my boss, he's my spiritual father, but here's what never changes, it's the honor I have for him. And I don't, I don't wanna take up all the time, I'm gonna pass it over, but, because there's so much we're gonna cover here, there's so much I wanna say, there's so many things I wanna just testify about what honor does over your life, but here's what, here's the one that I want to leave you with before I, I, it comes back to me. Honor is not always just about getting something back or honoring a specific person. It is until we understand honor in our spirits and in our hearts that things in your life will unlock. Yes. There is no amount of prayer. There is no tithe amount that will unlock certain things. It is honoring your man and woman of God that will unlock certain things. And this season of my life, because I've been through it rough my whole life, I've fought odds like you don't believe, but this is my harvest. I'm in this season where I'm just, I'm claiming every promise ever spoken to me. I'm claiming every, every, everything that God has over my life. You know why I'm claiming that? Because I know who I am, who I belong to, and I understand honor, and can't nobody tell me otherwise. You can't fool somebody who has reached their full potential in their identity. You can't fool that person. And a lot of people will navigate life on and years and years and serving in ministries. You can church, you leave Hope Center. Go visit 10 other churches. You won't find what you'll find here. I guarantee you. He said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I've never seen you serve like I have since that day. Because you always knew how to do the hard work. But from that day on, you did the heart work. And 
I see what God is doing in your life. If you see this man teaching now and preaching now, someone say fire. He prophesying now. I'm amazed. And this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. I have seen you and your family walk into miracle after miracle. Testimony after testimony. Because something has unlocked. And anytime the enemy came to try to rob that, he could not have his way. Because when you honor, you open the door to what God has for you. And you close the door to what the enemy wants to bring your way. Come here. I prophesy in the name of Jesus to you that are watching. That as you have honored the Lord your God and honored the men and women of God around you, I prophesy that the doors will be open for you to all that God has destined for your life, your call, your purpose, and your assignment. And any attack that wants to come and knock at your door, when depression wants to come and knock at your door, when sickness wants to come and knock at your door, when divorce wants to come and knock at your door, when poverty wants to come and knock at your door when misery wants to come and knock at your door the Lord Jesus will raise up a standard and close every door on the enemy and I prophesy and declare that all my sokayaba that you are walking into your season of miracle after miracle testimony after testimony and what the Lord has done in their lives he will do it over your life in the name of Jesus. Receive it right there where you are. Oh my God. Someone say, I receive it. Someone say, I receive it. Someone shout, I am honorable. Someone shout, I am honorable. I am honorable. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my God. Out of here, Pastor. Go, flow. I'll be honest, uh, I'll keep it a, a hundred stack. with you guys, a stack, you know. Um, I think you could say bean too, I heard that one. Bean. You keep it a bean. Keep it a bean, all right, I'll keep it a bean. Uh, you know, for me, my honor was different because I didn't know honor. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in church, but uh, I was one of those that would go to church without, uh, just, just with my mother, without my father so uh you know for me i i never had that male figure uh in me you know to uh to instill honor i mean nor did i know of the word and and i can say that i i i was struggling with that without even knowing what i was struggling with and it wasn't until uh and and now that you know that Pastor Reed spoke and and I realized something and I'm gonna throw this out there before I continue is that uh, a lot of the times we think that our the friends that we have 
I'm gonna be honest with you guys. If it wasn't, and I didn't like him. I, 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 I didn't so like that. Here we go. Reason. Here we go. Problem. No, here no, we go. You, you Problem. Know, you, you know, but but I I never understood why. You know, like the way he served, I couldn't stand. You know, like but you know, cause he was focused, he was in it. You know, and and, and I was just like, man, I can't stand this brother. You know, and and without even realizing, you know, that that I was fighting something inside of me, you know, that was trying to keep me away from him because there was no way I was going to do that act if it wasn't for his friendship. So I, I want to throw this out there because the Lord, uh, the, the Spirit really ministered this in my heart that we need to check our friends. We need to check the people around us because a lot of the times the people around us will hold our honor back, will hold wow. things back because, because I... I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, because Pastor Reese does not look like my friends, the people I grew up with, the people that I have around me. You know, we have nothing in common. He don't even like haircuts, and I'm a barber. <laughs> True story. Nah, True story. And, he, and he hates rap music. Yeah, he hates rap music. <laughs> and you love rap music. No, and, and, no, and, and like, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot of things that, that is hard to find in common with him. And I was, and, and I even one time, I, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Keep it a beat. Listen, keep it a beat. But, but someone, I, I, someone I say, told, this is the honor I, circle. I, I, I told, say, keep it real, Pastor Manda. I, 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 one time I told, uh, um, and there's a brother in here that could testify with me too. That I, I told, I told Pastor Sergio, I was like, I don't want him near me. Like, I don't want him, you know, I don't want him, you know, and, and whole time, you know, I, I had no idea that it was, it was demons, you know, like holding me back, you know, because, because he, he was there, you know, and it's crazy because I started mimicking him. Like, like, you know, I was just like, all right, you know what? He's at this speed. I'm going to be at his speed too. And he helped me, you know, with, with my serving, with my honoring, with, and me not even realizing that what the Lord was preparing me through him, you know, and it got to the point, you know, that some of you guys that were at, uh, our first um, uh, mountaintop, you know, that I served him, and I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I and, and one of the reasons why I decided, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna serve Pastor Pastor Ruiz, was because, and and uh, we had a conversation. I told him because I didn't want to serve Pastor Sir, but it's because I wasn't ready with the honor that he needed, that he deserved for me to go into with honoring him. And. And for me, you know, like lack of honor took me out of churches, you know, because I, you know, Pastor Sergio spoke about it, and he was just like, oh, you know, people serving, you know, the the, the pastor a certain way. I, I I never liked that, you know. For me, it was just like, yo, like I, that's not me, you know, and that that's something that the Lord had to deal with a special way, and it's and it is it, and it just brings me back, and it just like it blows my mind so much, you know that. That now, you know, like I, I'm, I'm at where I'm at, and, 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 you know, you, you touched on something that, that really, that I was gonna talk about, which is, I had identity flaws, you know, like I, I, I had, I didn't know, I, I wanted to be, somebody who I didn't want to be, because I definitely didn't want to be like my father. And, and I, I definitely, I realized, you know, as I got closer to the Lord, I didn't want to be a celebrity barber, you know, and, or, or, you know, and I was finding, I was trying to find somebody who I wanted to be like, 
But, you know, and I'm going to throw this out there, is that I was always looking at Pastor Sergio's age and not the stage where he was at. So, so, so for me, for me, you know, uh, like, it, it was just the, the age, because I'm a year older than him. So, like, there's no way, there's no way he could be my spiritual father. You know, but that, that's something that, that, that once again, you know, like, even though me, I was fighting against it, but my prayer was always like, Lord, I want to do what, what you want me to do. I want to be where you want me to be. And I never stopped, but this whole time I was going back and forth, and I didn't realize that, that a lot of things that were around me, a lot of things that were happening, and I was, and, and like the Lord was still working through in me without even realizing through Pastor Mario, through, through uh, everyone here. So, so for me, you know, like, I, and it was this one time that I, I, I was cutting Pastor Sergio in the garage, and what, one of one of my good friends uh, told me about this book. Hey man, you should watch, you should read uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I was just like, all right, you know, I, I'll take a look at it. You know, and the book is is about money, but in my heart, I don't want money. I I want. I want Jesus, you know, I, I, I want the gifts, I, I want the fruits. And then I told Pastor Sergio, I was just like, you know, and, and I brought it up and I was just like, you know, is does, does the same thing apply to like a spiritual father? You know, and, and like for me, when when I realized that I was, I, was, I was listening and reading to that book and I was just like, nah, this is not what I need. You know, I, I need a spiritual father and and even that, you know, even when I went to Pastor Sergio and I told him, like, look, Pastor, like, you know, this is this is something, you know, that that that's going against, you know, my pride, which I I, I never called it that, you know, but, you know, I, I was I was just like, look, you know, I want if I do it, I want to do it with my all, you know, and and it's and it just so happens that as as I had identity problems you know and and I was trying to I was making so many mistakes and I was trying to be a man that I didn't know who I wanted to be but then I would look at Pastor Sergio and I'd be like oh you know Pastor Sergio you know he's he, he has a heart for the Lord he preaches every Sunday he gives it his all and then that led me to really really value and appreciate him not not just not not just as a pastor but also as a man of god you know the, the way he devotes himself you know like right now i'm over here preparing myself for a preaching once a month and i'm struggling but my, my my spiritual father drops the house lifts it back up blows it up lifts it back up sunday after sunday and i'm just like yo there's something that he's doing that i need to get on you know so i so so you know i, I it's just for me for me you know like I found a piece of my identity as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, e e even, even as a man. Looking at Pastor Sergio as not a, a more than a spiritual father, but a, a, as a person that I can put in front of my sons and be like, yo, look at him, be like him. You know, because, because I know, I know. And, 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 and to be and to be honest with you guys, you know, we entered into a pandemic where everything got shut down. Lord knows how many people started watching the lives at first. But Pop, you never, 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 never gave up. Never gave up. 
And that's something I can admire. That's something that I can look up to. That's something that I can value. And I can be like, yo, I, I want to do that. I can be that. I, I, I want to be that. You know, so so for me, you know, like this, this like, like, you know, I, I, I was listening to Pastor Sergio talk about, you know, he's like, you know, I white, you know, I was there and I was, I was the complete opposite. You know, I, sometimes, you know, and, and I told him, you know, because he told me, you don't got to keep apologizing, but I'm apologizing. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll know when I, when I need to stop, but, <laughs> but, but, but you know, so like, it's, like, it's okay. It's okay. I, I, I was a case. I was a problem. You know, like I, I said some things to him that now I'm like, <laughs> like, what, where was I at? Like what I got, I, I said some things. I'm just like, Yo, I had some issues, but it wasn't until you know that that I that I and and when I when Pastor Sergio posted this up about his spiritual father, that he said he'd rather he'd rather be taught and be mentored than to learn from his mistakes. That resonated and that set in my heart, and that really put like you know, I I don't want to make mistakes. You know, I I, I don't. My family doesn't deserve mistakes. The people around me, the people that God has put in front of me, don't deserve my mis don't 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 deserve any mistakes. You know, and, and and that's when I started looking to Pastor Sergio, and I, you know, and and for me, honestly, Pastor Sergio, I'm, you know, I I love you, I care for you, I mean, uh, you know, I. It's an honor and it was and it's a pleasure for me to keep you fresh every every Sunday. You know that you never show up in front of a camera looking a certain way. Because you know like hey if a shutdown happens again, pastor, I'll keep you fresh every Sunday again. And and I honor you and I thank you. I thank you, pastor, and, and I'm going to say this that you birthed me into my destiny. And 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 I and I mean it and I love you with all my heart. And I'm, I'm going to raise my sons to love you just as much as I do. These two men uh, have poured so much of themselves um, right back into me. They have given themselves for the work of God and have done so much for the kingdom of God. I wouldn't, I, I, let me just put it like this. I couldn't begin to tell you. I couldn't even tell you because some people, the way these men have served and given to God, you will be offended because you find it hard to give finances. You find it hard to give $100 a month and you will become offended at the way they give because you will say, what? they realize how much the work of God is worth. It's priceless. This man had a, the whole barbershop was shut down and Pastor Mondo was not cutting anybody's hair. And we didn't make it an announcement because you know, you have people, the, the COVID police, they were, you know, they would have come down on us if they found him in my garage. <laughs> He never, I was the only person during the entire shutdown 
He's a he, listen. He may not. May, I don't know on title whether you are or not, but this the most gifted barber in the whole region. You don't gotta. You don't gotta at me, email me. I know what it is. So gifted, so blessed, so brilliant, and such a a selfless individual. And I thank God for you because God knew I needed you because there are sons that are a headache and then there are sons who lift the weight and says anything you need these two it's beyond words what they have done to bless this church and also bless my life and I have seen such a an incredible transformation it's been, it's been a, a work of the Holy Spirit. And I see the fruit of it in your marriage. I see the fruit of it in your children. I see the fruit of it in your ministry. You serve and lead the most incredible youth ministry. And he's teaching and he's preaching and he's counseling and God is using him tremendously. And I just, there are no words how grateful my heart is I'm grateful for you are you all enjoying this by the way is this good I did listen I didn't pay them to say all of this I didn't pay them to say all of this but I'm I'm grateful there's something that you touched on Pastor Dries there is there is something that's plagued the body of Christ and that is being an orphan spiritually or being taken by the orphan spirit the orphan spirit operates out of insecurity the orphan spirit is becomes jealous of other success yes. the orphan spirit serves God to earn love instead of doing it out of love yes. wow. so you serve in church because you want to earn love as opposed to serving just out of your heart that's the orphan spirit when you're an orphan you self-medicate to try to cope with what's happening inward. You struggle with self-worth. You fill the void of the orphan spirit by trying to work constantly through physical gratification or with egotistic, uh, egotistical narcissistic mindset and behavior. Yeah. Yeah. When you're orphan, you're your sole goal is to be driven by success and that alone that's why you can have multi-millionaires and billionaires and they're absolutely lonely you can have people that have everything that will quote unquote we would like but still be miserable because in order for them to cope with the way they got there is through pills and alcohol when you have an orphan spirit you repel anything that looks like authority <laughs> a biological or spiritual father on, you repel from that Come on. because there's something in you that needs healing when you are an orphan you you're constantly looking to compete with others unnecessarily when you battle with an orphan spirit you lack self-esteem and you receive identity from material possessions external things that's been plaguing the body of christ for far too long 
because there are even leaders who are orphans. There are pastors who are orphans. Yes. There are people that have been in years, 10, 15, 20 years serving that are orphans. Yes. But the Lord said that as we, even as we're teaching, that something is being lifted and breaking within our church. And don't think that in, in them honoring me that it's, that it's just pointing them to lead and to serve a man. Actually, in them honoring me, they're learning to love God more. Because when they love me with my flaws that they can see, believe me, they'll love God who they can't see. Wow. I want us to stretch our hands right now towards the camera. We can look to the center one. And I want everybody in this house because there is a wave of healing that is taking place. Yes. Even as you were speaking, even as you were speaking, there was something that was striking and triggering something within people's hearts. And I want you to be free today. I want you to be free from that orphan spirit because though your mother and your father have forsaken you, with all of that, the Lord will pick you up. And the Bible says that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Receive freedom now by the love of God. Receive freedom by the love of the Lord Jesus that with your flaws, that with your issues, that with your low self-esteem, with, with wanting to self-medicate, with finding your identity in material possessions, with running away. Oh my God, I just hear that in my spirit. You have been running away from who you're called to be because of that orphan spirit. And the spirit of God has been drawing you, has been calling you, and all you have been doing is running away. But I hear the Lord saying, just like the prodigal son that had to remember and say, why? Am I in a pig pen when I should be with my father? I hear the Lord saying, return back home. And as you return back home, the love of the father will embrace you. And he is all, he is awaiting you with a coat. He is awaiting you with a ring. He is awaiting you with sandals. He is awaiting you with a festival. The father is running after you as you look for him receive his embrace receive his love and be healed today his love is reaching you right there where you are the love of the heavenly father is reaching you there are people that have been so broken for so many years and though they've reached a measure and a level of success, they still feel like emotionally, mentally, and spiritually they have not developed. They have been arrested in development. They are still with that child at heart that still yearns for the love of a father, that still cries because of the abandonment of a mother, that still is crying because of rejection. And you've been masking it through your success. You've been masking it because you can preach. You've been masking it because you can teach. But the Lord said, the love of the Father is touching you now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. 
because that low place in your heart was a point of vulnerability that the enemy wanted to attack and the Lord I am seeing in the realm of the spirit that there were attacks even in this coming season that because people have been in that low place within their esteem and in their identity that that was the point of vulnerability and attack that the enemy was going to come in order to knock you out to leave and abandon your family to leave and abandon your call to leave and abandon your children but the Lord says you are healed today the Lord says you are being healed today and what the enemy had planned those plans are being destroyed by the fire of God be embraced by the father's love I know you have not tried you have you have done everything to to claim that that's not your issue you have said I've I've long forgiven what my father did to me but really in your heart you've not been able to be free you have said I'm, I'm long free from that because we think because we don't think about it that we're healed but we can just sweep it under something so that we don't see it but it's still there and spiritually the Lord is stirring you and provoking you because there's some things he wants to deal with and it's being exposed not to bring you shame but so that he can heal and do surgery in your heart because if there is no exposure whatever is hurt cannot be healed because what you conceal and do not reveal will never heal but the Lord says he's healing hearts just pause and release a word that's in your spirit right now we're gonna continue in a little while but just release what's in your heart and in your spirit right now at this very moment I know I know I know that because of the circumstances and because of everything that's happening around right now there's and even though things are starting to open up and things are starting to look to, to come back to normal let me tell you something that nothing is normal without Jesus nothing th things can open up masks COVID can leave but nothing nothing will ever be better than Jesus serving him loving him loving one another yo that we we <clears throat> we need to we we are called to be trailblazers in this very moment in this very time we are going to see things that no one else has seen we are going to do things that no one else is doing right now especially especially up because of our age and because we don't look like the, the that we should be doing it we are going to do it because as we all get together and we all serve and honor one another and we believe in the man of God that God has given us and we, and, 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 and we don't act like Nazarenes, you know, when Jesus came and we all pray and believe and just ask the Lord like, yo, Lord, let, let a blind person come to Hope Center and, and let him see. Let, let somebody come in with a wheelchair. <clears throat> let him walk out of the service. 
But we all need to believe it. We all got to believe that that's, that's going to happen at Hope Center. And when we all get together and we all believe that, we will see the things that, that we read about in the Bible. The things that we, that, that we read about Jesus, what Jesus did, we are going to see it. But we all have to believe it. We all have to pray. We all have to fast. We all have to want it. We all have to come with that expectation and believe and believe that, that the man of God that we have, he's going to do it. He's going to do it through him. And guess what? We all are going to celebrate it. Don't, don't let, believe me, don't, don't, don't let, oh, because, oh, he did it. He's, no, 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 no. We celebrate it because pastor said it in the beginning. Revival isn't just one person because it just stays and then it goes. This, this is a team. This is a whole body of Christ. I want to talk to people that have had the orphan spirit for a long time. I want to look you direct in the eye today. And I want to say something through the power of the Holy Spirit that you've been needing to hear for a long time. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It is not your fault that you were taught wrong. It is not your fault that you were hurt. It was not your fault that you were abandoned. It was not your fault that you were casted out. It was not your fault that you were looked under, looked away from. But I want to tell you right now, if you receive it in your spirit, someone that had to be healed is talking to you today so that you can experience this healing. My experience of healing and fortification is what I'm talking to you this very moment. It is never too late for redemption, my friend. Your calling is not dead. What God promised over you is not dead. The miracle that you're supposed to see was dormant but is alive today. The word that you're supposed to release will be released through your very mouth. The things that you were supposed to see, your very eyes will see in the mighty name of Jesus. But you have to release that orphan spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And I release a a word of healing, a word of fortification, a word of softening of the heart, a word of wanting to understand again and truly what it is to honor and to be honored healing in the name of Jesus if you are that person and you are receiving that I want you to look at my life not who I am but what God has done and realize that if he did it with me unworthy with all the mistakes that I've had he will do it over your life he will do it over your family over your children because there is something that you must do in your life do not give up It wasn't your fault, but it is up to you if you receive what is new and what is fresh and what is supposed to be in your heart, which is the spirit of a son and a daughter of the living God in the mighty. As as Pastor Mario was praying and and the, the, the word that the spirit gave me, I I want to release this. 
that the same miracles and healings is going to flow down through all the ministries, worship, youth ministry, even huddles, even huddles. But we have to believe it. It's this thing is going to flow down even to the kids ministry, to our kids. In Jesus' name. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5, he predestined us to adoption. When you come back home, you're being adopted. You're no longer orphans through Christ Jesus. He predestined, he predestined us to adoption as sons, and of course that's for daughters too. Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will Galatians chapter 4 verse 5 through 7 so that he might redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters and because you are sons and daughters God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying Abba father therefore you're no longer a slave but a son and a daughter and if a son and a daughter an heir in God through Christ Jesus when you receive the spirit of adoption now through Christ Jesus you are secure I speak that over your life you're able to celebrate the difference in others I speak that over your life that when you see others rejoice, you rejoice with them. That when you see others getting blessed, you say, it's coming for me next. You experience acceptance because you belong to the house of God. And I speak as you receive the spirit of adoption, you will no longer fill your voids with self-harm or self-medication. But you will now fill whatever void in your heart with the love of the Father. The Spirit of the Most High God. When you receive the Spirit of Adoption, you serve others. I speak in this season as you receive the Spirit of Adoption. You will serve like never before for the glory of God. You will bless others like you've never blessed them. And you will remain grounded in your identity in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this is something, by the way, and God is ministering. As you're receiving, just listen, because God is doing something powerful. Just, just receive what the Lord is doing. I see the Lord ministering powerfully to people's hearts. You can do what we just did here. This is an honor circle. And you can do this with your wife and with your husband. Some of you all never take the opportunity to just sit down, no phone, just for, just for <laughs> someone say, that's my testimony, Pastor. <laughs> just, just for a few minutes to just sit down and say, why I honor you? And just exchange those words. If, if you want to express an action of honor, do it. Don't wait and say, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it next year. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it for the birthday. We're, that's why he's struggling. 
That's why there's no life. Because you wait for birthdays. You wait for anniversary. You wait for Valentine's Day three times a year. Cultivate that in your home every day. Every day I've got to sit down with my wife. As busy as our schedules are, let's just, hey, 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 let's just talk. No business, because, you know, good. my wife and I, all we ever talk is business, ministry. But we, we, have to, we have to be intentional to shut everything down. No, 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 I don't want to talk nothing. Listen, I love Hope Center just like my children, you know. Sometimes Hope Center is like my children. You know, sometimes we can just talk about, our, any parents know what I'm talking about? Every time you sit down and talk, it's about the children. Hope Center is like that. Every time we sit down and talk, it's something about Hope Center. Like, listen, I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk about nothing about the children. I want to talk about you. Come on, that's good, Pastor. Just us. That's why you see me blessed. Because there's honor in marriage. When my daughters, if anyone is having a bad day, you know what we do? We pause. And, and we challenge our other daughters, as young as they are, and we say, say something nice about them. And we have had moments where, where all of us say one thing at a time, why we appreciate them. That's good. My middle child, you know, because middle children, hey, you know, they're not the oldest, so they don't have that. They're not the youngest, so, you know. But we take moments to let people know, to let our middle daughter know why she's so important in her role as the middle daughter. That's beautiful. That's because good. the middle is the bridge between the oldest and the youngest. Hey. So we say, you know, bridges, they have to be strong because they have to carry the weight of everything that goes above it, a bridge. We say, you're a bridge. You're strong. And we take moments, each of us. Some people, you, you can't even begin to say words because it was never cultivated due to the spirit of an orphan. But the Lord says, you've received the spirit of adoption. Every time you sit down with your spouse, you just want to talk about everything they did wrong. You got the list. Number, on, Number one, on. you did this. Number two, you did that. Number three, you did this. Number four, you did it. Don't log off now. I know, you know. I, I think we lost people a long time. It's okay. Now we're just talking. Are you here? Oh, someone say we're here. We're here. We're here. But honor says, I know these things are true. But let me tell you what I appreciate about you. Let me tell you why I honor you. You can do this in your home, people. You can do this with your children. You can do this with your leaders. You saw, you saw what they were sharing towards me. They let me know this off camera. And I let them know what I, what I said about them off camera. I tell them. I don't say, oh, they know how much I love them. Mm. I don't have to tell wow. them. They already know. Wow. Someone say problem. Problem. No, no, honor is about expressing it. Yes. Talking good, Papa. May the spirit of adoption be released over our church. May the motherless and the fatherless come to Hope Center and find a home, find refuge, find safety. Find spiritual food because they've been malnourished. Find spiritual clothes because they've been walking around uncovered. Wow. 
this is why we are hope center. Because we are a beacon of hope. Lord, you can trust us with those who are hurting, with those who have been orphans. You can trust us to love them, to restore them, to birth them into the destiny for the glory of the Lord Jesus. Any closing things? This has been powerful. Yeah, Pastor. I, we had a great conversation, the three of us, prior to this. And there's an old saying or an old thought or an old doctrine that used to be taught in some of the churches we came to that when the man of God or the pastor or the preacher is on stage, he's anointed. And when he walks off of it, he's a, he's a regular man. Two things. First of all, the devil's a liar. And second of all, these people have that exact orphan spirit and don't read Romans 13 can I bring up Romans 13 where it says let everyone be subject to the governing governments and authorities for it is God that has established them and he who resists the authority set by God resists God and it says that a governor is not a threat to those who obey but those to, who don't and so I grew up hearing that. You heard that too before, Pastor Mondo? And they would say that the man of God was only the man of God while he was on the stage. And so the honor was superficial. It was momentary. And so that's a huge problem. And we have to get rid of that all across the board. Honor has no place, time, or location. And here's the thing. Why, you know why I love that? It's called the honor circle. Because honor does a full circle. See, a lot of people is like, when am I going to get the honor? And see, this is not the honor to me. That's not the honor to me. You know what the honor to me was? Yesterday at a huddle training, and right before I say one single word, I see notepads and papers come up and get ready. That's honor to me. Because it's telling me that people are honoring and ready to see to hear what God is doing through my life. That is honor to me. That's how it does full circle. And so we miss the fact that God is honoring you in different ways, but since it doesn't look like what we want it to look like, we reject it or we don't even acknowledge it. And just like it says, and it continues to say in Romans 13, that those who are not subject to the ruling governor's authorities shall die by them. So when you're not subject to the honor that God is trying to show you in the little things, it'll move on to the next person. The glory will move on just like it moved on with the prophet who left the towns where there was no honor for them. And I've learned that now to pay attention to the small honors. Those are the honors that mean the most to me. And so it just builds me to just want to honor more for the simple fact that people know that honor is part of this culture. And so like you said something powerful, trust us, God, with the sick, with the, with the broken, with the ones that need healing so that they can learn this. I challenge you that are watching, test this ministry in that. Come into this culture, into this setting, 
And if in the first setting you don't understand and feel honored by the way everybody in here expresses it, then we failed. But I guarantee you we won't because we're backed by the mighty God. I'm still learning honor, you know, I, I'm, you, you know, just because I'm up here, you know, you know, doesn't mean that, oh, Pastor Mondo, his honor is on point or no, nah, you know, I, I, just, I let, I let Pastor Sergio down last week, you know, and, and one thing that I told him, and I, I, I took this, I took this serious, you know, because I told him, you know, I, if I'm going to be a son, then you got to know every single flaw that I have because as like for me and my my sons I know where my sons are good and where they're not and I told him you know if I'm gonna be a true son I'm gonna tell you where where I'm weak or, or where I need building or, or what like you know so that the reason why I bring this up is because we we honor and, and, and this just hit me right now that that you know i i want to honor him pastor sergio my spiritual father i want to honor him to the point that i i trust him that much that i'm allowing him to build me up and and for me you know that's hard you know that's hard because of everything else that i have going on you know like i'm, I'm a business owner of two businesses you know I, i'm I, I can say that because of Christ, I'm successful, you know, and, and it's tough, you know, where when when I get to a place and I'm just like, I'm I'm struggling, you know, and and honor honor doesn't cover nothing up, you know, and, and we have to be vulnerable, we have to like to our leaders, to our pastors, to you know, like don't sugarcoat nothing, just be straight up. The truth will set you free, yes. you know, and, and, and it's okay. It, it, it's okay, you know, <clears throat> to not be like perfect, you know, nobody's perfect, but Jesus, but you know, like I, even for me, that, that gave me such a peace when I did that. And, and, you know, I was just like, man, I'm, you know, and the whole day I'm thinking about, I'm like, yo, there's no way I'm going to be able to present this to Pastor Sergio because it's. Like I'm, he's gonna look at me, and I'm gonna let him down, and I don't want to let him down. And that's when I went to him. I was like, I can't do it, you know, because I didn't put in the time. I lack in discipline, and 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 that was hard for me to admit, because once again, once I go back, you know, I'm I'm strong in all these other areas, but you know, and and, and it hit me when, when I when you know when Jesus talks about the big road, you know, where. And then the narrow road and the big road, you, a lot of people go through. You can walk however you want. You can walk backwards. You can walk to the side. You know, you could jump from either end to either end. But the narrow one, there's only one way to do it. And I don't know how to do it, so this is, this is my spiritual father. This is Pastor Sergio, my spiritual father, Pop. Guide me. I'm, I'm, I'm releasing myself because I, I'm, I've reached the point where I'm like, I don't know how to go. Come on, let's celebrate these powerful men. Someone say, Pastor Reese, we love you. Say, Pastor Reese, we love you. Say, Pastor Reese, we honor you. 
Pastor Reese, we appreciate you. Pastor Mando, we love you. Pastor Mando, we love you. Pastor Mando, we honor you. Pastor Mando, we appreciate you. And let's give God all the glory and all the praise for all that he has done. So I'm going to say, Pastor Sergio, we love you. Pastor, Pastor Sergio, Sergio, we, we honor, honor you. you. Pastor, Pastor Sergio, Sergio, we trust you. And Pastor Sergio, we thank you. We thank you, Pastor Sergio. We thank you. Did you enjoy this today? Listen, even if you didn't enjoy it, I enjoyed it, so I don't care. <laughs>